Are you ready to take your leadership and your organization to the next level and beyond? Your competitors will be there before you know it. Today's leaders must perpetually innovate, evolve, and grow faster than the competition. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet innovative leaders who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world. And you can become the next big success story. Now, here's your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf. I'm the founder and CEO of Metcalf & Associates. I work with leaders and their organizations to identify the trends that will most likely disrupt their businesses and develop business strategies and business and leadership practices to leverage those trends to create strategic advantage. I'm a regular contributor to Forbes and the lead author on an award-winning book series focusing on innovating how you lead and transforming your organizations. I'm also an adjunct faculty member in universities in the U.S. and Germany. With me today, I am delighted to include Rebecca Hall Greider. Rebecca is an influencer and empowerment leader that wants to help you reach more people. She's built multiple businesses and platforms to help influencers and experts. These platforms include radio, TV, network-level influence, books, magazines, and the speaker talent search, social media reach, and live events and conferences. She's created a powerful promotion reach to over 7 million people. Rebecca is the CEO of RHG Media Productions, founder and owner of the RHG TV Network, network director of the Women's Channel of of Voice America in both TV and radio. And she's the founder and owner of Your Purpose Driven Practice and the creator of the Speaker Talent Search. Recently, she received the honor of one of the top 10 working women in America for her empowerment work in the area of entrepreneurship. So I want this Voice America series to provide valuable information to leaders and emerging leaders that will help prepare them to lead their organizations in the dynamic times that we're facing. And and for those of you who say, I'm already prepared, many are, and yet as the world changes, we need to continue to stay current. And part of that means investing time in our leadership capacity, just like we invest time in transforming our organizations. And I created this in part because I saw leaders that I respected greatly depreciate in their in their value to their organizations and eventually exit in some cases because they weren't staying current. And I would like for our listeners to have yet another tool for you to stay aware of some of these trends that many of you aren't going to have time to research and and stay up on by yourselves. So that for this session, to be seen as an expert or thought leader in your given field can differentiate organizations and leaders in several ways. For organizations, it helps drive business. For leaders, it can afford opportunities. For consultants, it may be the biggest differentiator in business success. Today, Rebecca wants to share with you how you can be seen and heard on multiple platforms and shine and drive success for your organization. So, Rebecca, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here today, and I'm looking forward to the conversation as we are helping leaders step forward and shine. 
So let's start with how did you get interested in this? Well, my journey into visibility and leadership um, was not uh, the original plan. (laughs) So um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional environment. And so my whole hope and desire was to be invisible because it was not safe to be seen or heard. And some of the messaging I internalized was that I didn't matter. I'm not okay. And absolutely, it is not safe to be seen or heard. It was, in fact, dangerous. And eventually, I was rescued, and I got to go on a healing journey. And in that journey, I discovered that those are actually lies and not truth, that I did, in fact, matter, that I am lovable and beautifully and wonderfully made on purpose and with a purpose. And by golly, it is truly safe to be seen and heard and in fact is necessary, especially if we're called to lead, whether it's a vision, an organization, um, something that we are in charge of to bring into reality. We need to step into that leadership place and be willing to be seen on the same level that we want to lead. Thank you for sharing some of your personal story. And I may um, ask you as we go on to explore that a little further. For now, why do you feel so passionately about helping leaders, experts, and influencers reach more people? Because if you're given that call of leadership, you feel that pull in your heart. And sometimes it shows up as being a speaker, sometimes because that is a leadership role. Sometimes it is a leadership position within an organization or it's leading your own organization. And I have found so many people called to those roles don't always know how to lead or how to be seen as the expert and leader they are in multiple platforms. They may have a a current sphere that they know how to be seen as a leader in that particular place or platform or format, but they don't know how to translate that into multiple ways of being seen as an expert and a leader, and that can hold them back. And I believe and their organization back. And I believe if they are called to lead and impact more people, there are people right now that are leaning into them that need them to be seen, that need their leadership skills. So it's important that we're willing to be seen on the same level we want to lead. So in full disclosure, I participated in the talent search And you coached me a little bit about being seen. Can you help Or can you share with our listeners some reasons why people might withdraw and want to be visible and what types of recommendations you give people to help them lean in or step in or deal with the discomfort that we all have to overcome as we take on more visible roles. Absolutely. And and I'm going to be candid and direct, but with a lot of love <laughs> in, in sharing this. Because sometimes we get caught up in being ready and we need to learn one more thing. We need to um, have somebody share that we are now ready to step forward in some way. And we're waiting until somehow we feel comfortable or ready. And that may 
that day may never come. And all along the way, there are people that we could be helping, we could be leading and moving things forward. So what we need to remember, it's not about our comfort level. It's about where we're called to go and what we're called to lead. And it is not about perfection. It's about connection and a willingness I frequently, when I lead workshops or classes or or, um, events, I'll let them know perfection is actually not allowed in this room. So let's just release that and move forward. Let's keep growing and keep having the impact we're meant to have. And that feeling of fear, that feeling of discomfort means that you're going into new territory. You're stretching into a new place of impact. And that is something to be celebrated but we have to remember it's not about our comfort level and I know a lot of what pulls me forward and coming from that journey of really wanting to be invisible barely being able to say my name and stand up in front of a group of two or more people I would lose all of my words I would not I could lead everything on paper I was great at business plans (laughs) but if I had to stand up in front of others I shut down everything got triggered But I had to be willing to face that, to grow, to keep stepping forward into the leadership I was called to step into. So I had to be willing to be uncomfortable some of the times and be okay with that and be perfect in my imperfection. So can you give us some ideas of things you did? Because you went from wanting to be invisible Mm -hmm. to running a TV network. And Mm -hmm. you host a show on Voice America. uh, And it looks like you also host a network. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of visibility and a lot of opportunity for people to see your imperfection. Yes. Well, and there's a there's a freedom in that. One of the things I learned, especially when I stepped into television, uh, because not only are you heard, you're seen too. So everything <laughs> is seen by the camera. <laughs> yeah, and it is. It is. And I got to learn how to accept myself and embrace myself. And one of the big keys, one of the gifts in stepping into television is that I got to watch myself a lot. And I got to learn how to watch myself as a viewer, not as the person producing it. And in doing that, I was able to discover what I leaned into, what I enjoyed, what helped me, what was captivating to me. And you know what I discovered? It wasn't the perfect moments. It wasn't the moment where everything was shining and lining up. It was the times that there were unexpected things and you just went forward. It was saying the wrong thing and being able to move forward from that and correct it live. Learning those skills and embracing them, I discovered viewers and people who attended our events were most struck and impacted by those types of things versus when everything lined up perfectly. People are wanting to connect with humans. They're wanting to connect with leaders that are willing to lead, not um, these perfect, polished people (laughs) that they can't connect with. And that gave me a lot of freedom and and confidence. And I can share a pivotal moment if you would like me to. Yes, please. 
It was when I was first stepping out and sharing my personal story. I'd hidden for years in different organizations behind my uniform, behind my title, behind my content. I was really good at that. And then if people accepted that, great. If they didn't, it didn't affect me personally. So one of the really scary things for me on that journey was to strip away those layers and stand up and basically say, this is me. This is what I care about. This is what matters to me. And so the first time I did that, it was on a stage of 300 people. I didn't think I could ever connect with more than 50. Live streamed. So I was kind of facing all my fears. Wow. (laughs) Seven minutes to share my story. And... Um, what mattered to me? I my knees were knocking. I was not in my body. I don't to this day. I can't tell you exactly <laughs> what I said, but what kept me on that stage is that I believe there was someone in the room, one person that at least needed to hear what I had to say. And I was willing to be a bit of a mess. I was willing to be scared if it could make a difference for one. But before the event, I set myself up for success. And this is something I encourage everyone to do, every leader. If I kept looking at it like I had to do it, I had to be up there. That's a very disempowered way to approach things for me. Mm-hmm. So instead... I gave myself full permission to walk off the stage at any moment if I needed to. Oh, that's interesting. I even made a plan of how I could exit as quickly and gracefully as possible. I already knew the escape path. (laughs) Without bleeding out of your eyes or something. Yeah. And this way, every moment I stayed on that stage was by choice and with purpose. And I I haven't walked off a stage to this date. But there are many times where it helped me step into a place of on purpose and empowerment by giving myself that permission. And when I finished the presentation, I got a standing ovation I never saw because, again, I wasn't fully in my body at that moment. When we got off the stage, there were a lineup of men and women who told me, many with tears in their eyes, Rebecca, I was the one. Thank you. And again, and again, and again. And some said, Rebecca, I could tell you were terrified. So I didn't hide it very well. (laughs) They could tell. And they said, but I knew you cared enough to be up there for me anyway. And I'm inspired by that. And I'm encouraged by that. So from that day forth, I felt this new calling and freedom that I did not have to be perfect. I just had to be willing. What a beautiful message as I'm preparing for a keynote this weekend that will be in front of hundreds of people, fortunately not thousands, but it's it's willing and being able to, to navigate the courage to present content because it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that my message will help leaders who are looking for this kind of insight. Beautiful. I'm breathing that in with you, actually. <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, again, since you're the one who, is, who has advised me a bit, I'm, I'm hopeful that you're not going to counsel me during break that that was really stupid. <laughs> no, I think it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so let's, we've got a, another minute left 
in this segment before we go to break. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our, our listeners on this topic of getting over that fear that many of us, or not maybe not getting over, learning to live with the fear that many of us have when we walk out on a stage or do an interview or get in front of people in any public way? I think the um, biggest piece of advice that's on my heart around that is to lean in versus pull away. I think we have this tendency when we feel that fear that it's danger and it's bad, um, when it may be that we're going somewhere we haven't gone before. So my advice is when that happens, not if, because it's a when kind of thing, when that happens, Mm -hmm. lean in and ask a question with curiosity. And the question is, what is it that I'm afraid of? And I find a lot of times if we can give ourselves space to answer that question, one, the fear may release and go away, or we may find what's kind of at the root of it and how to support ourselves in it. For me, I was afraid I wouldn't be safe. And so giving myself that exit plan created safety for me that I was able to calm that down and know if I needed to leave, I would, and I would take care of myself. And then I could choose to be there and fully serve. Beautiful. Thank you. I think mine is being afraid of looking stupid, not not being good enough. And I'm assuming many of our listeners have those similar fears. Great. And I'm happy to share about that, but I do want to honor your flow. So let me know if you would like me to talk about that now or a little bit later on in the conversation. I'll be happy to do so. So let's go on break now. This is Maureen Metcalf and Rebecca Hallgreider, and we are talking about how do we create more visibility for ourselves and also remove the barriers so that we're even willing to be visible. We'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. 
Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom, and more May 25th and 26th starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Voice America, hashtag Behind the Scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest action on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard and VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding a Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood bad guys Summer Helene on Behind the Scenes Live at 4 p.m. Tune in, Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf, and we're joined by Rebecca Hall Greider. We were talking before break about some of the barriers many of us have to being seen and specifically showing up really powerfully across a range of media. So, so Rebecca, during break, we were talking about what happens when you blow it. Can you give us... Uh, an antidote to that because if we're in public often enough and long enough, it's going to happen. Yes. And, and I think this is another one of those things like um, when we feel the fear, when we feel some of the discomfort, it's when we blow it, when, when things do not go according to plan and, and how do we recover for that? And I think one thing to just remind every of everyone about this is we're all going to blow it at some point. Some point. We will. <laughs> and so we can just release trying to be perfect like we're, we're going to. And it's how we recover from that that matters. It's how we step forward. And if we go back to um, setting yourself up for success, I was talking about that a little bit in the earlier segment. One of the things you can do is set yourself up for success as a speaker or and as a presenter, if you do presentations, by establishing how you connect with others, establishing kind of the, the ground rules. This is how this works as we interact with each other. For example, I was doing a presentation and it was the, one of these were, these are my people, like the, all the stars were lining up. It was brilliant. We were almost in the same breath together. It was like that kind of a connection and powerful presentation. And I was all dressed up in, in this beautiful gown, high heels, the whole thing on a really short, small stage. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> when I opened up the conversation with them. I talked about being perfect in our imperfection and part of the culture I wanted to create for that presentation because we create a culture every time we connect. 
And I shared that when we make those mistakes, when we say the opposite of what we mean, because we're in our heart and we're not over overly analyzing everything, that's okay. That's a human thing. That means you're actually connecting and it should be celebrated. And I taught them a phrase that when those moments happen where we aren't perfect, things go not according to plan, we share this phrase with each other. And it is that you are so beautiful. You can say wonderful. You can say whatever the phrase is. But we chose you are so beautiful to remind ourselves of the beauty and wonder of each other. So that's how we opened up the conversation. Going to the end of the presentation, we were all raising our arms up. We had this tool that we're using. We were raising it up and we were claiming what we were going to be stepping forward into. And as we did that, this is the last 30 seconds of the presentation, arms up, over 100 people standing in the same breath. I stepped off into air and landed in the sound equipment. Oh, gosh. That did not go according to plan. And it was very visible. (laughs) You could hear it everywhere. And I got up for a moment in a little bit of shock. Like, did that just happen? And everyone's leaning forward with a horrified expression on their face. And I look at them and I go, what am I? (laughs) And they go, you are so beautiful. And I'll tell you, it was not a shining moment, but it is something that made a lasting impression. I made a more powerful connection with that group than many groups since. And they remember that moment. They remember standing up and they remember it's okay to stand again when you fall. And they still remember that moment and talk to me about it today. Yeah, you kind of can't crawl out of the room unless you go on a stretcher. Yep, you just kind of go forward. (laughs) And... We have that opportunity and it's okay to say, well, that wasn't what I meant or let's restart. Like we can do those things Mm -hmm. in a presentation. We can do those in a meeting. We can say, whoa, 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 time time out. Let's, Let's just take a breath here and refocus and move in this direction. We, it's okay to do that, to pause, to redirect, to stand again. What I believe isn't okay is to let that moment stop us, stop our message, stop what we're called to bring forward, and know everything serves. It all serves. Perhaps that group needed to see a leader they connected with fall and stand up again. In that case, literally, but in many cases, one of the interviews I did was navigating a smear campaign. The leader of that organization fell publicly, not physically in the way you did, but in the media. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he has the choice of going off into oblivion or standing up and reclaiming his identity. Yes. And and we have, because of social media, we just have more opportunities for that to happen. But I would also say with social media, it moves so quickly that we get to just keep moving with it. And certain things can get highlighted, smear campaigns, people can, I've, I've had people take those out on me too. And you, you just go forward and you reposition the conversation and you move and take the stand. And in a way, that's even giving you more platforms and more visibility. I think it's choosing how to use what happens to move where you want it to move. 
and even saying, yes, that happened if it did. But here's where we go with that, or here's what you can do with that. Great. Um, I love the idea that we use that to expand our platform. And Mm -hmm. so on that topic, you've talked about how experts, one, how do we create experts? And then, so let's start with that and then move into how do you help experts show up differently in different venues? So let's start with the creation. Okay. So a creation of an expert is something that I believe so many of us are experts. We have a great deal of experience. We have lots of different certifications, degrees, different things that we um, have had a journey in, we have experience in. And that doesn't mean we're always seen as an expert. So part of being seen as an expert is being able to translate our credibility, the things that we are an expert in, to in, and be able to translate that information so that people can hear it and see you as the expert you are. Part of it's standing in it, not being a secret about it. I used to hide my awards and certifications. <laughs> I did. I wasn't comfortable putting them on the wall. It took it took a little while to do that. So one is standing in it, owning it, letting people know that isn't bragging. That's letting people understand the level of expert that is now before them and here to lead, help, and support them. And that's important for them to know. And then being able to translate that expertise so they can hear it and be able to use the information. And in order to do that, you need to think about who you're speaking to, the audience. Sometimes we can get into a lingo that is understood in our field, an area of expertise that doesn't make sense to people outside of it. So that can do a couple of things. One, it can push them away. It can make them uncomfortable, like you're speaking a foreign language. They don't quite understand what that means. Um, Two, it can um, frustrate them and intimidate them. So you want to think about um, how to show that you're an expert in the area that you are as an expert, really stand in that, and then think about who it is you're wanting to know that so that you can connect with them and use what I call bridging language so they can understand who you are and how you can help them. Okay, so how do we bridge the language? How would I know? So I'm doing this presentation Uh, next Saturday morning Mm -hmm. I'm going to a social event the night before and that was my plan was to kind of do some reconnaissance the night before the social event and listening to the terminology that I mean it's not like I'm going to Mars I'm just going to the west coast but I want to make sure I'm sounding relevant to this group so I was hoping that the time I spent socializing I would pick up some of their biggest concerns I think that's brilliant because you want to get to know a little bit about who you're speaking to as a speaker, a little bit about the audience and some indicators as you're standing up in front of the audience is if they're leaning in, if they're nodding, if they're responding at the appropriate places, there's a connection. If, or if, if they're leaving. Well, leaving or leaning away. <laughs> Hopefully we catch them before they're, they're leaving. <laughs> but really paying attention to that, pausing, slowing down. You can even say, I do this, does that make sense? And I'll see if they nod or don't, or if I see the head tilting in confusion, then I'll say it another way. 
I'll say, well, let me let me explain that a different way, and I'll use different kinds of bridging language um, with that. You can also, depending on the forum, I love what you're doing where you're doing a little research there the night before. You can even ask them in conversation, hey, what do you think about leadership? What is it that you're kind of wondering or would love to know? Or what's your biggest challenge? Or um, what is it something you're excited about? And listen to their language and, and what they're saying. You can also, on stage in a presentation, say, hey, um, I have a great presentation lined up, lots of information I want to share with you about leadership, and I'm excited to bring that to you, but I want to make sure it's serving you at the highest level. So when I say this, I'd love to know what it is that you want to know. And don't let that hijack the presentation and answer each question individually. Say, great, and write down some of those key things. Great, I'll make sure we talk about those in our time together today. And then go into your presentation knowing those are already some of the ways they're wanting to understand the information that helps you connect it for them. Great, so you've also now scripted my party conversation the night before. (laughs) I'm here to help. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So let's move now to, for people who say, okay, I think I know something. I'm, I'm well-respected among my peers. I've, I've got whatever expertise or credibility or um, experience. And I think I might want to be an expert, recognize it more publicly as an expert, share my wisdom with people. How might they go about doing that? Well, I love to um, have everyone pause for a moment and think about who they're currently reaching with their expertise or their leadership or their message. Kind of think about what's working, who are they reaching right now? And a lot of times I'll have them draw a circle on the paper (laughs) and they put themselves in the center. And these are the ways that they, the, the sphere of influence that they currently have. And then I use flowers a lot in my presentations, and that's a whole whole other story I can get into should we have time. But every flower has five petals. In the center, there's a circle. So they're in the circle, in the center. This is who they are, their area of expertise, where they're current reaching. And then five petals surrounding that circle. And then I have them draw another circle outside of the whole flower. That's representing where they want to go, the people they haven't reached yet that they're called to reach, outside of their comfort zone, beyond what they're currently doing. And the petals are the different ways, there's not just one way, there's multiple ways you want to be reaching out. And I do five petals, let's have five ways that we're looking at reaching those people and I want to emphasize it's outside of your comfort zone but we need to be willing to go where we're called to go to serve and reach the people we're called to serve we have to stop waiting for them to discover us that'll keep us the best kept secret we have to lead that and we have to be strategic about it not just hoping it'll change and keep doing the same thing we need to look at where we're at where we want to go, which means where are they? And then we build the bridge of how to get there. 
So can you give examples of what might be included in those five petals? And again, I get that these are things outside of your comfort zone, so they'll be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But what What are some examples? Well, they could be, are you in social media? It could be, are you going to networking groups or groups or um, clubs where the people are that you're trying to reach? Are you doing that? Are you communicating in the written word to new people, not just your current people, but to new people? Are you using that? It could be in books. It could be magazine articles. Um, it could be newsletters. Are you doing that to new people? Are you communicating in that way? Ebooks. Are you utilizing different ways that you can reach people that establish you as an expert? And then it can be on different platforms. Are you on interviews? Are you being interviewed? Radio, television. Are you reaching an international market or just a local market? How are you doing that? Are you speaking? Do you have your own platform like you, where you have your own show that you're producing and broadcasting on a weekly basis, reaching an international market? Are you running your own events? So you want to look at these different things and see how you're showing up in your organization. If you're part of an organization, are you leaning into those opportunities to step into leadership and lead? Great. Perfect place for us to break. We'll come back shortly with Rebecca Hall Greider, Maureen Metcalf, and we're talking about at this point, channels to develop your expertise. And we just finished talking about what are the barriers that get in our way of stepping into that expertise. We'll be back momentarily. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf and Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. This is Maureen Metcalf and Rebecca Hall Greider. And we're talking about ways to develop greater visibility. So, Rebecca, we talked before break. You gave us a list of ways that people can get heard with their expertise. And you gave us several different areas. Let's continue with that topic and how, and the idea of visibility. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. I, I'd be happy to. So going back and looking again at your current circle of influence and your reach, and then the where you're wanting to go and having this mindset that you're willing to become what you need to become, learn what you need to learn so that you can reach the people that you are called to reach. And there's a piece of advice my my dad gave me in this journey that I would love to share. My dad, he's a a brilliant leader. Um, He was a lieutenant commander in the military, but he started enlisted, was in there 23 and a half years. So he learned a lot about leadership. (laughs) And one of the things he used to share with me, and it was usually at these moments where it was so hard, like... I was having to stretch and grow and it was uncomfortable and I was coming to him wanting sympathy and a hug and it's okay not to because it's hard. And he looked at me and he would go, Rebecca, hard is not a reason not to. Yeah. And, would, mm-hmm. and then he gave me the hug. I want you all to know he did <laughs> give me a hug. But he let that sink in and it became something when it became hard, I would hear that in inside me because there are moments where it's hard. And what gets me through the heart is one, knowing that's not an indicator that I should stop, <laughs> but it is a moment to pause. How can I set myself up for success if I know? Do I need to give myself extra support, extra sleep? Perhaps there's a little bit easier way I could be approaching this than I am. Like I get to start asking those questions instead of battling and being frustrated because it's hard. Instead, equipping myself to go through that, to have the support I need so I can keep going when it is hard. But hard is not a reason not to. And I think too often we let that stop us. 
You know, I think that's such an important message for younger people who are just getting started, but also for those of us who just feel like we've been moving a, a Sisyphus, you know, just pushing a rock uphill for a long time, and it's continually hard. Uh, not that the world is terrible, but just that it requires a great deal of effort to continue to evolve and develop ourselves and push our limits. And to that end, you talk about this not being a solo journey. How do we get the support we need to continue to make an impact, even on days that we would really rather pull under the covers? Yes. So a few things. One is remember your why. Sometimes we get in what can feel like a battle and we're just pushing, pushing, pushing. And we even start to forget why are we doing this? But if we can pause and remember our why, remember because I'm called to do this, I want to make this difference. That can inspire us to keep moving forward, focusing on where we're going, not just perhaps the wall or the rock that we're pushing right now. Second, asking ourselves, is there a way I could do this differently that might be easier? Because we forget. We sometimes focus one way, one direction, and we keep doing that, just more of it. But sometimes if we can pause and ask that question, we can find a, a little bit easier path for how we're wired, how we're made, and playing to our strengths. And then three, remember to pause and breathe. There is always room for a pause and a breath. And when you need it most is when you're having one of those days that if one more thing happens, you just don't know what you're going to do. You just don't have the capacity for it. You're stretched to the limit. You're tired. You're exhausted. And guess what? That one more thing happens. That is when you take a moment. You give yourself a timeout. You take a deep breath and one of those big breaths that fills your belly and you breathe out. That gives you oxygen, which can help you think better. <laughs> it can lower your cortisol levels, which also helps you be more present and have clearer thinking. And here's what you do when you're taking that 30 second, one minute pause. You ask yourself these questions and I'll, I'll do it as an example myself. Rebecca, are you being who you want to be at this moment? Stressed out, frustrated, feeling like I just don't know what I'm going to do next and I don't have anything more in me, the answer is probably no. <laughs> this is not who I want to be in this moment in time. Breathe that in. Appreciate that answer. Second question, who do you want to be? How do you want to be in this moment? And you just see what that answer is. Usually at that moment, I'm thinking I want more clarity I want to feel like I have space and a room and I want to be able to take a step. And then I'll tell myself, okay, Rebecca, with your next breath, be that. That one minute pause disrupts the process. I'm not being hijacked by anything and operating in automatic. And I find every time I remember to do it, I'm calmer. I make better choices. Suddenly, I realize I have more choice in that day available to me than I realized. And I'm able to move forward with more ease and grace and purpose. 
So I could set an alarm between meetings, as an example, to do that Mm -hmm. practice. Yes, one minute. And you can give yourself three minutes if you want. But sometimes that can feel like it's adding one more thing Mm -hmm. versus supporting. I would absolutely recommend that. It gives you a moment to center and actually be in your place of genius and strength rather than operating from feeling stretched too thin and I don't know what to do and I I just got to get through. Instead, you can choose how you want to be in those situations and it just takes one minute. And the other thing that you mentioned is the solo journey because I've shared that a couple times. It's so easy as experts and leaders to forget to allow others to help, (laughs) to forget to even create that in your life. And when you have it, maybe not use it. We can say, oh, I I just may as well do it. I'm here. Um, It's easier to do it myself. And I want to invite you to allow support to come in, figure out the support that you need. That will help you go further, stay in your strengths and your genius so that you can have a bigger impact. That that has been such an important message for me that as I look around, I can feel unsupported, yet I wonder what tunnel I'm in because I am surrounded by people who are willing and able. It's that I'm not choosing And I I imagine many of our listeners are in a similar spot. We've got the support. It's that I have some programming that I have to do it on my own. And it's, it's a bit silly, but it is what it is. It can be a real blind spot. I, I just did it this week. So, I'm, you know, I have to remind myself of these things. And I actually had a conversation with someone on my team this morning. And I said, you know, I need to apologize. Um, I recognized this morning I have something on my plate I should have given you last week and it would already be taken care of. But I kept trying to do it myself. And so here's what I need support with. And, and can you take that from me? And I'm going to pass it to you. And they're brilliant at that. And it would have already been done by now versus on my to-do list. Yeah, I, I hear you because I'm guilty of this more often than I'd like to admit. So let's shift gears now. You've created several different platforms. So you've got the Speaker Talent Search, you've got the Voice America show and network, you've got the TV show, and you probably have several others that I haven't mentioned. And I assume we have some listeners who are trying to increase their visibility. What can you recommend to them as different ways to connect? Absolutely. So one program that we offer that I feel like serves so many people out there, especially if you're looking more people with your message go beyond that sphere of the current connection and reach and influence that you have is the speaker talent search and I can let them know where to find that if you want me to do that but yes what, please okay great I, I will do that I just want to honor <laughs> honor the flow here the speaker talent search is all about connecting experts messengers and leaders to opportunities and platforms in all different types of medias that are in different spheres of influence than you currently have. We're trying to make this easier for you, not harder. And part of the process that you go through to be 
to successfully go through the speaker talent search is you have to get everything ready to go. So there's an application process that you go through. And what I find is it helps people get great clarity on where they're at, what their message is, and what they're looking to do. And then we select finalists who then get to present a seven-minute video that goes before the panel that is filled with people that are looking for experts and talents to share with their already established platforms and spheres of influence. So it's really been a powerful program to help people expand their reach and their influence and impact more people because that's really at the end of the day what it's about is changing people's lives. And this is a way to help you reach more people. And you can learn more about it at the speakertalentsearch.com, just like the name of it, uh, speakertalentsearch.com. And it, there's no cost, no charge to go through the process and apply. And we hold them four to five times a year. So that's a brilliant way for people who are aspiring to make a bigger impact and wonderful that that it is free of charge. Is there one more opportunity you'd like to highlight for people before we wrap up? Yeah, it's it's a concept called, I call it expert to influencer, because I find many people that I talk with are an expert in one area, and what they get frustrated by is they still feel like, why don't people see that I'm the expert I am? I'm not having the influence, the reach that I'm looking to have. And here's what I've discovered is part of the challenge in that. To go from an expert to an influencer, that means you need to be able to be seen as an expert in multiple medias and platforms. So there's a level of skill that you need to have to be able to be heard in those different platforms. You show up differently when you're speaking on stage than you do in a radio interview than you do on television. So it's just learning how to navigate those waters so that you're heard. So going from an expert to an influencer, you need to have a level of skill in those different medias and you need to grow your reach, your list, we call it a lot in the speaking industry, Mm -hmm. to a million or more. I've got a long way to go and probably so do most of our listeners. And that's where getting, figuring out where you're at now, what your current reach is, then you can figure out where you want to go and you start to build the plan. And you get support. You don't have to do it all on your own. And But you need to know where you're at, where you're really heard as an expert in the different medias and where there's a disconnect or you haven't stepped into that platform. And that's where you get support. We have a program, it's a pilot program now that we're launching um, and releasing this June that's called Expert to Influencer. And in three days, we're going to help people learn those skill sets so they can be heard as the expert they are in those different medias and have a plan to grow that influence. So, Rebecca, as we wrap up, people, I think, heard talentsearch.com. I assume that then gets people on your newsletter, and from there they can also hear about the the additional opportunities you offer. Is there a, an additional way to contact you that you would like to share? 
Sure. And I would be happy to, to do that. So it is speakertalentsearch.com is that um, website that they can learn about the speaker talent search. Um, and what I'm happy to do is make myself available to your listeners if you would like. I don't do this for for very many people, but I really want to support your leaders that are looking to make a big impact. And so I'd be happy to have a 30-minute conversation and just share, answer any questions they may have and support them on their journey. And they can schedule a time at Meet Like Having a Meeting with Rebecca.com. Meet Like Having a Meeting with Rebecca.com. Rebecca, thank you so much for that generous offer. And I'd like to wrap up by really encouraging any of our listeners who want to take their brilliant expertise to the next level and build the influence that will allow you to make a bigger impact in the world. Do do connect with Rebecca, meet with Rebecca, and give us feedback. I can be reached at info at metcalf-associates.com or on our Facebook page, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I hope that everyone heard information that would be useful to you today to step into greater influence and greater impact in, in your world by enhancing the way you use media, whether or not you ever become a speaker. Rebecca gave us several different media outlets, books, magazines, newsletters, ebooks, speaking, social media, radio, interviews, creating your own platform, more networking events. There are several different avenues for each of us to expand our impact. So thank you for listening, and I would love to hear the changes you are making to experiment with new ways to make an impact in your world. We'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll join us then. Drive and thrive and have a great week.